You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Which brings us to our last topic, the Caleb versus Justin debate. It will be ongoing for the next several weeks and months, likely, and it took a, an odd turn over the weekend Thanks to probably, I'm guessing here, some unintentional uh, uh, moves by the social media team up at Hallis Hall. The Bears at ChicagoBears.com and on the Chicago Bears X feed released a hype video. And it was a hype video about Justin Fields. Now, ordinarily, I would just not pay much attention to this, but it did create a little bit of a stir online in the social media community. Heck, Rick Morrissey, our guy at the Sun-Times, wrote an entire column about it in Monday morning's uh, Chicago Sun-Times, and uh, he got a little mileage out of it. Dan, how do you interpret (laughs) the video on ChicagoBears.com and released on the Bears X feed that was basically a hype video for Justin Fields. So I need to pull our uh, our audience behind the scenes if I can, just so that they know uh, how this came to my attention. I was out uh, on the travel basketball circuit this weekend and didn't even realize it was released. And I got a, uh, a text from you Saturday afternoon that said, so I'll bite. Why would the Bears put out a hype video on Justin Fields at the beginning of an offseason that is as big as this one? Dub oversight, typical of bears or subtle sign? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know which one it is. I do remember that not long ago, the social media team put out a uh, beautiful picture of a red-haired quarterback uh, named Andy Dalton. <laughs> and, and, and and the caption of that tweet was QB1. This was shortly after they drafted Justin Fields and the whole city was gaga over the new shiny toy in, in the, the rookie quarterback from Ohio State. And they threw out a QB1 there and it was all sorts of chaos for a while i don't know i don't know i I, i'm assuming this is just uh procedural (laughs) on why they put that video out uh i don't read into it one way or another but i do think that to your point a little bit here that that there needs to be i don't want to say you need to message your decision early because you don't want to tip your hand but you do you do need to be aware of where the the outside discourse is because you need to be able to manage 
reaction and, and expectation to whatever it is you do. And I don't know what kind of plans they have behind the scenes there to do that. I don't know how they marry up their uh, football operations with their social media team. You know, you're, you're certainly not going to inform your, your, your Twitter handler of your plans for the draft. That's those, if you weren't, if you weren't going to tell John Fox who you were drafting at quarterback, you're probably not going to tell the person that runs your Twitter account. Right. <laughs> so I, I, so I, I, I thought this was over. I thought these days were past. I thought Kevin Warren was going to be the guy that fixed everything, including this, because you can't possibly, as as much as we accuse this organization of being so insular and so kind of oblivious to the outside world, outside of Hallis Hall, you have to be in a cave buried in under the ground to not know how much Bears fans support Justin Fields. There's a public there's a there's a public faction of Bears fans, a, a big group of people that want him back. You'd have to be oblivious. So that's why I think that if he isn't coming back and they trade him, this is an example. It's not hard for me to believe that there would be no connection between you know, what they're going to do in this, because I do think that they tend to be a little bit um, disconnected, but I do think they've got to be aware that they're going to have to get in front of this at some point in time, or at least explain it because this is a huge, this is a huge issue. And Bears fans love Justin Fields. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Uh, well, some Bears fans, right? Like, and that's where I think that this argument is like, it's so hard to, to separate because I, I hear from both sides, no matter nowadays, you just use the word Justin or Caleb in a tweet and you're getting bombarded by both sides. You know, even if it's, even if it's just a, a vague, just statement of fact on one side or the other, you just get bombarded. So there, there is a divide here, but to your point, like you just need to know what that is and you need to figure out how to navigate this in the next um, you know, three months to, to, to lead up to whatever your ultimate decision is. I, I mean, the Bears are going to have to, a month from now, go to Indianapolis, and they're going to have to meet the media. Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus are going to have to talk, and they're going to be asked a lot of questions about the quarterback position, and they're going to have to have their talking points down in a way that creates, um, you know, whatever sort of messaging they want to create like it's their stage to to set if you decide not to set it well then you better be ready for the backlash one way or the other to whatever move it is that you do make but it'll be fascinating to see kind of how they navigate that aren't they at the senior bowl this week aren't they down in alabama this week yes so if they're down there and they're asked about their decision to quarterback, don't they have to know the way they're going to address it this week? Well, so so they're not speaking publicly at the Senior Bowl. The Bears never speak publicly at the Senior Bowl. So if they're if they're speaking to people, it'll okay. just on, on the side. And I would imagine that they would hide their cards pretty strategically and um, do what they need to do. But the next the next time that they'll be on the record with any of this is is the combine, or if Matt or Ryan decide to speak when they introduce the coordinators uh, a, a week from now, that would certainly come up in the offensive coordinator questioning because you want to know from Shane Waldron, hey Shane, when you when you sat down to talk about this job, what they tell you about their plans at quarterback, and we'll see what uh, what Shane does to answer that question because that'll be are telling. You, 
Are you buying or renting? (laughs) So I I think that this is the same thing. Like when we talked about what does Shane Waldron do? Of course he calls Justin Fields. Of course he coaches or talks to him like he's going to be the quarterback. He's under contract. He is there in the building. So I kind of classify this under business as usual. If you're the Bears social media team and you have a schedule of off-season videos and players to hype, okay, Justin Fields is January 27th. Let's do that. So I don't know if it's anything more than that, but in Chicago, we can run with anything that we want to because that's the way things go when it comes to the Bears quarterback. It still is an ongoing debate. Some would say argument. I don't think it's that hard when you just reduce it to a football equation, but it's never just a football equation. I'm, I just wanted to look this up while we were talking here. That video on X got 6.8 million views. So maybe from maybe maybe for the Bears, it was just, hey, they need a, a little extra spending money to, uh, to make some of the upgrades around the facilities. And they're going to cash that X check here soon with those 6.8 million views on the Justin. They should put one of those out every day and just keep compounding That's- uh, the monetization that they can get from their Twitter account. That's almost as much as a Kevin Warren video of him washing his car in the morning, right? <laughs> I don't I was know. That's to... 7 million views. I don't know. Did it get that many? We'll have to look I don't at know. I'll have to no, check that like, one out. To your point about the, the, the conversation, it's, it, it's amazing how supercharged it is. It's amazing how um, – I was trying to think of a way to say this friendly, but like how, how dumb it can be at times with people it, ma- the, making points on both sides that are just completely irrelevant to what is actually being decided here. Uh, and then it just becomes a shouting match and who can shout louder with the, the, the dumber take. Um, and we'll see, you know, it's going to evolve. Or, I guess I didn't say that very friendly at all. Right. So I, no, that wasn't I, very friendly at all. Dan. I, I, I can't wait till you're really friendly. Jeez. That was really friendly. Um, all right. So, this, this is this is an ongoing conversation, but I'll just add this before we get out of here and talk in terms of the quarterback discussion or debate. It has been reduced to, and I even introduced it this way: Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields. I think that's I think that's wrong, and even looking at it that way, I don't think it's Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields. I think if that were the case, then you can make the argument, and I could, you know, if it were many years, you would say, look at the Final Four, look at the draft hall you could get for just for for trading that pick, and look at the way you can get to the uh, championship game, maybe even to a Super Bowl with a quarterback that isn't this generational talent and with all the different pieces, and you could do your own rationalization. But to me, this isn't Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields. This is you know, Caleb Williams versus, I think, I don't even know if it's one versus the other. This is a study in like draft history. If this were a year where I think you had the quarterbacks that were available, you know, you look at you look at past drafts and, and, and in recent times, you know, 2022, the first quarterback taken was Kenny Pickett, then Desmond Ritter. Last year, of course, it was Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. 2021, Trevor Lawrence. Now, I think he's in this category like Caleb Williams. 2020, certainly Joe Burrow. And Tua, the first two quarterbacks taken, Justin Herbert after him, that's different. 2019, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, those are the first four. You get my point. You go down the road and you see if this were a year in which you had, let's say, a Blake Bortles that was going to be the first quarterback taken, you could easily justify being the Bears and trading it. But it's not. 
This is Caleb Williams as compared not to Justin Fields, but draft history. Caleb Williams is considered by many people who do this for a living. And I know people get tired of hearing us say that. But one of those kind of guys like Lawrence, like Burrow, like Andrew Luck, like first overall draft picks that were not just the best quarterback available. This is the guy who you don't want to miss out on. Not because he's Patrick Mahomes-like, but because he is special in a way that other quarterbacks typically coming out aren't. That's why you don't pass on it. Not because he's better than Justin Fields or this or that. has very little to do with that, I think. Ultimately, it's you take the best player available in the draft and you you take the guy that is head and shoulders above everybody else at the position. And that, to me, is the easy choice. 